it's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had as much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day, he's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon, friends and fans. Welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun. Thank you for tuning into ESPN 920. Today, we're talking PGA Tour in Texas, weekly update news, and connecting with PGA professional and coach Steve Scott, a pro for the show. He's a cool guy with plenty going on in golf. Off we go. You can't stop The Pro Show. Fabulous Friday afternoon. Mr. Wade Weezer, how are you on the board, my friend? Beautiful. I'm a little allergy riddled, but I'm fine. Oh, that's my only complaint today. Well, yeah, just give it two weeks, and the next thing you'll know, it'll be, you know. Next season. Well, it'll be the um, cicadas, and it'll be everything else that's going on. Don't we know. get them every year? No, it's 17 years. I know, but I feel like I see their, their dead shell ugly bodies all over my gazebo every year. Is that something else? It's something else. Okay. That's something else. Thank but, you for that. It's a bug of me. And so I digress. I haven't let's, slept in a week. <laughs> let's talk a little pro show here. Yeah, I haven't slept in a week. Fair enough. You know what? I am excited this afternoon because a good friend of mine is coming on the show. He's been on the show before a couple years ago. He's a PGA professional coach. His name's Steve Scott. And many people remember Steve for losing to Tiger Woods in the 1996 U.S. Amateur Finals. He was way up in that match, and then Tiger did one of his usual comebacks and the fist pumps and all that other stuff. But it's been 25 years since that happened, of all things there, Mr. Wade Weezer. 25 years since the Yanks won that World Series that you always talk about so affectionately, right? And he's written a book about that, so we're going to talk about that today. He's also doing some commentary uh, as a PGA coach for next week's 103rd PGA Championship, which is really cool. And, you know, I've known Steve a while, and he is such a great guy. He's humble. He's wonderful to talk to. He, he's such a such an awesome resource for golf. I read the book. The book's fantastic. It comes out, like, this week or next week or whatever. We'll, we'll get that official answer from him. But uh, I got to tell you a quick Steve story. This is a good one. And this is how humble he is, but he doesn't sometimes I think realize how many cool things he's maybe done in his life or he's done so many cool things that, you know, a lot of these things aren't really on his radar. So we are teeing up in a tournament one time and, you know, as pros, we all show each other our golf balls before we start to show everyone how it's marked, right. Or what's going on. And, and he shows me his and it says Taylor made 26. And uh, I said, Oh, I said, uh, 26, you know, cause most people buy their golf balls off the shelf. They either have a one, two, a three or a four on them. But you know, in the last five to seven years, whatever, you could put a custom number on there. Right. And, and if you're Steve Scott, you could get a custom number on there. All right, let's just sure, be honest. Sure. Right. So, so I said, what's with the 26? And he said, oh, he goes, well, you know, when I played in the Masters, um, my caddy bib number was 26. Oh. I was like, all right. I'm going to play this guy today. So he's like, ah. he's like, oh, what, you know, wait, I mean, he like trumped my whole entire golf life in one sentence. It was unbelievable. But he did it. He did it very nicely. And, you so know. So you want to make it interesting? No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> He's just fantastic. I, you know, we'll connect with him in just uh, after the first break. But uh, I, I love telling that story to people. They're always like, they're like, how'd the rest of that go? I go, I go, I just hit the ball and stop talking to him because it was. I mean, the guy, he's he's the best, and that's that's my whole point. He, we actually had a great time that day, but. 
and every time I play golf with him, but you know, overall, I mean, he's just such a humble, great guy, and that's just a, a shining example. Was that the first that. time you met him? No, no, okay. I, I'd known him many times before that, but that was the first time we'd played together in a tournament, so I didn't know that story, and it it just it was hysterical. I just I looked at him, I go, I was like, really? Because <laughs> we knew each other, and he was like, oh, sorry, and I was like, really? <laughs> that's great. You know, speaking of great players. There are some down there in Texas at the AT&T Byron Nelson, and they're playing at this place called TPC Craig Ranch, which I don't know if it's 5,000 yards long or what the story is. I know they were playing lift, clean, and place yesterday, but uh, there's two guys tied at nine under par, one of which just happens to be Jordan Spieth. Um, you know, Jordan, the, the, we got more in Jordan in the uh, weekly update, but, you know, Jordan Spieth, um, he has something like, uh, I, I think, in his last nine PGA Tour rounds, He's been in the top 10 in the tournament. So there's a major championship coming next week. Little Jordan Spieth, you know, sure. radar warning right there. He's on. He's he's definitely on the Doppler. Nice. But but think about the scoring at this tournament, right? It's like go low or go home. Uh, in second place, you've got four guys at minus eight. You've got 12 more at minus seven. You've got 14 at minus six. I know you're thinking to yourself, way too easy. You're like, what does all of this mean? And let me encapsulate this for you. Um, that's a lot of low scores. I mean, if you Thank shoot you. three, four under, and you know, if you, you if you were three under, you were tied for 77th. Well, right, at, the, right, right. At, at the cut, they only take the top 70. So if you double it out right now, at minus five, you have tied for 34th. So you're basically, if you don't shoot in two days, seven to nine under par, depending how things go today, um, you're going to go home. Wow. Right. And which, you know, maybe do some digging as I was thinking about this this morning and uh, getting ready for this afternoon show was that I wonder what the lowest cut 36 hole cut ever was, because this is going to this is definitely going to approach it, if not, you know, eclipse it very easily. So six times it has been six under par or the lowest number was 136 because sometimes par fluctuates. But we'll just we'll just go with six under par being it's been done six times. And it's pretty cool that right now um, five under, you know, if you do the math, it tied for 34th and you're going for 70th. You're looking at probably about eight to nine under being the cut line. So it's not even like it's going to be six to right, seven right, to set right. the new record. Two or three yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. I mean, but we've got some big names back in the mix. You know, uh, our Masters champion, Hideki Matsuyama, is back from the tour. T shirts were sold and everything in Japan. You know, the guy he One t- day you're going to say Hideki Matsui. I know you are. One day yeah. by accident. Well, it's. For, every time you say it, I say it in my head. I know. So you know. I know. It's all about the Yankees with you. No, it's not. Forever. It's sports. You know, we're, we're going to get a Yankee on to talk about golf one day. Okay. Let's do that. You know? Thank you. Work on Get that done through your network. I'll call David Wells. All right, please. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he would be fantastic. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to have the hot button ready. But what? anyway, like Yankee style. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Uh, but John Rahm, Hideki, those guys at minus four. Uh, the big man, Bryson DeChambeau at minus three. Hey, our, our guest from about a month ago, Ty Strafacci, made his pro debut after the Walker Cup last weekend. And uh, he's minus, sec- minus two and he is tied for 96th. Right. Yeah. You know, usually they're like, oh, it was a tough golf course. Only this many guys shot under par. Only 12 guys in a field of 144 shot over par yesterday. Ooh. That's that's <laughs> what we're going with. So, Damn. you know, take that for example. And then next week they're going to play the PGA Championship at a place called the Ocean Course on Kiwa Island, which has notoriously been one of the most difficult places to play golf on the East Coast. And, you know, I'm super psyched for this. And there's a ton of things that we're going to talk about next week on the show. But 
the PGA of America and what they've done in putting this together for coverage purposes is just legendary at this point. And I know we live in like really cool times with streaming and, and, and digital content. And I know that the masters is like really kind of the, the biggest innovators with an app and everything you could stream through that. But there is like, there are more hours of coverage than there are hours in the day of this thing. It right. is ridiculous. I mean, times 10 because they have multiple, because Think about it. You and I, we grew up and we had a TV channel that covered a sporting event. You know, so the Yankee game was on, whether it was the Yes Network or back in the day, it was WPIX, yeah. whatever it was. Right. OK, that's it. That's it. Right. So now the PGA Championship might be on ESPN on Thursday and Friday, which it is. So it's on the on our mothership. Right. But then on ESPN Plus, there's not one channel there. They're going to be streaming featured groups. They're going to be streaming certain holes. They're going to be streaming the driving range. So now you've got like six different channels pumping out all of this material and content for us. I mean, it is like, you know, I mean, it's we board. Oh, <laughs> we have champagne problems. I mean, I, I, I need to like I need picture and picture and picture and picture, you right. know. And, uh, you know, Apple will be happy or somebody or Samsung, you know, I mean, a tablet, I need a laptop, yeah, I need great. a TV. All the, you have the streaming device already in your home now. It's just set them up. It's unbelievable. And, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about a lot with Steve is that they're doing this live PGA coaching channel and it's called PGA Coaching Live. Go figure. I helped him with good, the title. Good name. Yeah, right. And it's going to be Tuesday through Friday. And your hosts are going to be Steve Scott and Melanie Collins and, this, and Scott Walker. But they're going to have PGA coaches on there breaking down swings, talking to the coaches of the players. And it, it's really cool. And this coaching channel is going to be on, just for example, on Tuesday, May 18th. Right. So you go to ESPN Plus. If you're not on ESPN, if you're not one of the 14 million people on ESPN Plus right now and you love golf, just subscribe. Yeah, do it. Do, do, before you get to next Tuesday or Wednesday and you're looking for this stuff and you're hammering the mouse and you're like, why am I not? Why can't why can't I find it? Right. Just do yourself a favor right now. Go on and it's get yourself. There. Oh, man. ESPN Plus is great. You know, and all the stuff that they're doing with um, with the fights and everything. And, and there's like there's a ton of content on there. All the 30 for 30s that Peyton Manning. Mm -hmm. it's, it's cool stuff. Anyway. Kudos to the mothership side there. Plug, right. Yeah, side. Well, I mean, it's ESPN 920. Exactly. Right. You know, got to make them got to make them happy. Anyway, so and so I digress going back to Tuesday, May 18th. Right. They've got this coaching live channel on 8 to 9 a.m., 11 a.m. to noon, 2 to 3 p.m. and 5 to 6 p.m. And then it repeats in between. So if you miss it from 8 to 9, from 9 to 10, you can watch what was on from 8 to 9. So there's this thing going all day. All, you know, just complete coverage of that's just what's going on from a coaching perspective. It's really, really cool. Right? Too. Yeah. I, the coach, I think, is really neat. Oh, it's, it, and we're going to talk to Steve about that. And I'm, I'm super psyched for this because, you know, they're getting PGA professionals involved in the analysis of this stuff. And, and with, you know, let Faldo talk about what's going on on the golf course and everything. But what's going on on the range? I mean, certainly a guy like Brandel Chambly can do it. But. You know, the most qualified people in the world are PGA men and women coaches, and and we're getting them in there, and they're doing this thing all day long on Tuesday, all day long on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then you come to Thursday, and the golf starts at 7 a.m., and check this, right? Next week's guest is a PGA professional that's playing in the PGA Championship in the field. He's really? going gonna, gonna to hit the first tee shot on 7 a.m. on Thursday, wow. right? And we have him on Friday afternoon. So we'll get to talk to him about that experience, which is going to be really cool. Embarrassment of riches oh, for golf fans right this week. Wait, we're booked out for like a month and a half. It's unbelievable. It's I know. You come to me with all these people and you're like, hey, this person wants. I'm like, let's do it. You know, who am I to, you know, who am I to argue? I mean, we got some great stories coming up. It's championship time. We got the U.S. Open next month. But anyway, 
You're getting me. You're getting, calm down. You, calm down. I know. Calm down. So we got a much, long afternoon here. There's so much going on. So anyway, um, last thing I got to do, because next time around, we won't be on until after the PGA Championship starts. So I got to give my picks for all my betting fans out okay. there, all my monkey knife fighters, all my draft king killers. All right. Everybody ready? Okay. Favorite pick. I'm going John Rahm. Odds are 14 to 1. He's driving the ball like a champ. He was great yesterday in round one there at TPC Craig Ranch. Um, he's poised. He flights the ball well. You know the story. Look him up. Get a bet down on him. I'm marking Here, the audio. I'm marking the audio yep, so we can have There this. you go. My man to win this thing because it seems like the PGA Championship, if it's not Tiger or Brooks, it's a, it's a newbie, right? It's somebody that wins their first PGA, wins their first major championship. And here is my guy. It's Victor Hovland. He's coming in at 25 to 1. All right. So it's some pretty good chance they're yeah. going to make some money. Nice but not, he's not completely off the reservation, right? He's in the zip code. But this guy, he is fifth overall in the PGA Tour this year in strokes gained total. That means he's well-rounded, right? He's fourth in driving, which is going to be super important to Kiowa because it's it's a very imposing Pete Dye golf course. And then he's also, he's 22nd in strokes gains approach to the green. So he's really good at driving it in play, and he's well better than the average at 22nd and hitting iron shots into the green. Um, in 16 events this year, he's only missed one cut. He's at 11 top 25s. He's at a win, and he's had six top 10s. His last two starts, I think, were tied for third or tied for third or something. Like, you know, I mean, this guy is trending. So, Hovland, you heard it here. If you're looking for a couple other good ones to lay some money down on, Cam Smith at 40-1, to 1, Australian, great short game. You're going to need it around the ocean course. And then Abraham, Abraham Answer, 60-1. to 1, He's my... My super sleeper right there. Right. Okay. Get on Abraham answer. All right. Listen to this trend. He was 26th at the Masters, then 18th at the RBC, then 5th at the Valspar. And last week, he was second behind Rory. Right? The trend is your friend, Mr. It Abraham. Is. Double A. Get your money there. You know where else you could put your money? That That is Wade Weezer. Sure. The New Jersey Golf Foundation. Because you know what? Golf season is here, and the New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is back on course, offering introductory golf programs for youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs. Led by PGA professionals, all programs provide an opportunity to experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. Help us to continue to positively impacting lives and communities through golf. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. All right. You know the routine. It's 3.15 p.m. here in New York. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Be back in a moment with PGA coach Steve Scott. During the break, enjoy a word or two from our friends at Stick and Hack. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop, chop, he says I'm going to win big. Tishon Johnson. Any quarterback that play underneath him is going to look crazy, and especially if they got any skill set. Jay Williams. I'm just tired of talking about what Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't do. I want to start talking about what Brett Brown needs to make them do. It's time to go to work, Brett. And Zubin Mahente. I can promise you, I am as passionate about sports as you are. It is time to go to work. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. 
Weekday morning starting at 6 on the new 920 ESPN. Join the thousands of golfers who already call Stick and Hack their home for the best golf stories, original podcasts, special events, member perks, and an active community of golfers across North America. Up until now, the golf media landscape lived somewhere between straight PGA coverage or idiots wrecking golf carts. We take a different approach by celebrating all sides of golf, life, and all the ways this amazing game connects sticks and hacks every day. Your free membership entitles you to discounts from major brands all over the country while connecting you with like-minded golfers for discussion, tips, or even a round of golf. So head to stickandhack.com and enjoy the world's greatest golf club without the course. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to ESPN 920. This afternoon, we are joined by a great player, a fabulous coach, a clever commentator, and now an author. He's a fantastic ambassador for golf. And next week, you'll find him at the 103rd PGA Championship. He's Steve Scott. And as far as I'm concerned, he's where it's at in golf right now. Destination, a little up the road from the habitations of the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low, the jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree. Well, that's a fresh Friday afternoon pulse there, Mr. Wade Weezer. I like that beat. Let's see how our guest is doing here. Steve Scott, how are you, my friend? Welcome to the pro show on this Friday afternoon. What is up, Keith? How are we doing? Oh man, I am. Uh, I'm living the dream here because I am one of, with one of my good PGA friends, and you have you have a little activity going on these days. And uh, I don't know where to start, but I think the most obvious place is that you are releasing a book in in the coming days, weeks, a day ago. I don't know. I mean, this thing is hot off the presses. So congratulations on the re- release of the book. Um, as a PGA professional, not always someone to be thought of as an author. Tell me about how this whole thing came together, right? The title of the book is "Hey Tiger, You Need to Move Your Mark Back," right? Steve Scott, how exactly. did you how did you become an author? Well, it's crazy, right? I mean, it just happened to be. I mean, this, this pandemic in this last year um, obviously has been devastating for some, but for others, it uh, it gave us some time to do some things that maybe we wouldn't ordinarily have done, and uh, it coincidentally timed up with the 25th anniversary of that 1996 U.S. Amateur Final that I played against Tiger Woods. And uh, there was some pretty uh, epic back-and-forth punch-counterpunch moments. Uh, so many layers, really, to this story. Obviously, Tiger is going for his third consecutive U.S. Amateur, <clears throat> which nobody had ever done. Not None of the greats of the game, Bobby Jones, Jack Nicklaus, nobody. And the only guy standing in the way of history that day was little old me, who was getting outdriven by you know, 50 or 60 yards. And, uh, you know, I just, I had to beat him in a lot of other ways and a lot of epic things happened, uh, during that match. You know, obviously going back and writing the book 25 years later, when you first sat down to pen this thing, what do you remember most about that experience that day? You know, entertain my listeners a little bit. Give me a brief story about something that really sparked you writing this book. Well, I, I think it's it's something, and I have to give credit to my co-writer Trip Bowden, who is a fantastic writer. I mean, we were we spoke on the phone for you know tens or not hundreds of hours. It felt like uh, during between the beginning of, of January of 2020 and um, and really the the end of the editing process back in 
in March and early April. But yeah, I, I mean, I think it's one of those stories that really resonates with people. Uh, you know, every other sport, it feels like you try to get away with, with something until a referee blows a whistle or throws a flag. Golf is, is kind of on this other, it's in this upper echelon of sports uh, because we call penalties on ourselves. We, we, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we police ourselves out on the golf course because the playing field is so vast. And so, you know, in my case, <laughs> I essentially helped Tiger Woods beat me that day and reminded him to move his marker back because if he didn't, he would have played from the wrong spot and match play rules for those who know the game. Uh, you play from the wrong spot, you automatically lose the hole. And I was two up at that time. And so, but really the, the, the impetus behind the book really was, it's a story I've told for the last 25 years without a book. And um, you know, whether it be at dinner parties or, you know, junior golf award banquets or whatnot, but um, it, it's just kind of one of those moments in the game. It's, it, it really showcases the, the greatness of the game and, and why golf is kind of this separator from all other sports. Well, you know what? The book is a separator. There's no doubt about that. And folks, if you're just joining us, we have Steve Scott, PGA professional, with us today. 1996 U.S. Amateur finalist against Tiger Woods, PGA coach, PGA Tour Live commentator, jack of all trades. Now, big shout out to Trip Bowden. He did an excellent job putting all this together with you. But I also, I got to keep you out of the doghouse here. Your wife, Christy, also wrote the afterword, which I thought was very interesting because she was your caddy throughout the whole experience. And to hear her perspective, but also being someone that deeply cares about you, was a very interesting part of the book and something that I enjoyed very much. How hard was it to convince her to jump in there and, and help with this you know, production process? You know, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, no, it wasn't too hard. Christy's a, a fantastic writer and, uh, she, uh, she really had a, a wonderful perspective and these were actually thoughts. We went back to pumpkin Ridge, uh, it's about five years ago now. And we did a, a little thing for the 20th anniversary of the match there. And, and it was the first time she had ever been back. And so she had all these emotions that just totally flooded through her and, and back five years ago, she wrote all these things down and, you know, not in the thoughts of, hey, we're going to write a book about this, but it was just she wanted to capture the moment and capture uh, the thoughts that she that she felt, you know, from the from the other side of the, uh, the bag and being but being a such an integral part of that match that day. And yeah, I mean, she is uh, she's got a wonderful perspective on things. She's always been a, she's an LPGA teaching professional herself. So she has a, you know, a golf side of it. But then she has the. You know, at the time we were boyfriend and girlfriend, and now we've been married for almost 22 years. So, yeah, she has a really cool perspective on things, and I, I do think it came through in the book. Yeah, there's definitely this huge macro perspective that comes across in the book. And, folks, uh, if you didn't catch the title of the book, it's Hey, Tiger, You Need to Move Your Mark Back, written by Trip Bowden and Steve Scott, who we have here with us on the radio today. Now, I think about it, and I, as I read the book, I go back, and I, and I feel like, you do such a good job. You know, everyone's always like Tiger this, Tiger that. But Tiger to me is just like, he's like a plays a supporting role in the whole thing. You know, I mean, he's like just a character. It's really your life story and that with, you know, your beautiful wife, Christy, right? I think about this and the perspective that the book brings. When you go back and you said the famous words, Tiger, you know, move your mark, yada, yada, right? Do you think that that really changed your life? 
I mean, I know this is a big question, but it's the pro show, and we're here in New York City, so uh, yeah. I, I got to come up. I, I got to ask the question. You know, where you sit now with all that you have going on in your life, with your beautiful family, all that's going on, did saying that change your life? Absolutely, it did. I mean, it, it changed it in, in so many ways, in so many great ways. I mean, you know, I, I definitely I got the girl right. Uh, that was that was one way that it, it changed. You know, we if. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that that moment really, it's something that we, Christy and I will share forever. Uh, number one, but number two, it absolutely, you know, for my, my professional trajectory, I mean, I was only going into my sophomore year at the university of Florida. So I think you have to put that in context. I mean, people think, Oh, uh, you know, looking back, you know, were you going to turn pro or whatever? And, and nobody really turned pro a year or two into college. I mean, people really went through college at that whole time. But I mean, for me, I think the thing about golf is that golf doesn't, give you anything golf doesn't owe you anything you have to go out there and earn it every single day so i mean there's been plenty of u.s amateur champions in the past that have not gone on to pga tour stardom and whatnot but for me and you know and everything that transpired in that match and and i i played my butt off i shot five under i was uh, uh five up after 18 and shot two under par in the afternoon and didn't win so it's not like i i threw it away and i think that that's you know, that's a key part in the story too, right? It's, it's, uh, I played my heart out. Tiger had to, you know, pull miracles out of his hat basically to, to beat me. And looking back on his career now, it would have been pretty strange for him to go into the professional ranks and going into, uh, you know, having lost his last amateur match ever. And, and, you know, if he loses that match, if he plays in the wrong spot and loses that match, let's say, does he go and win two tour events? Does he turn pro? Does he win two tour events that fall? And then, uh, you know, he changes the game eight months later at Augusta, winning by 12 at the Masters. So does all that stuff happen if he loses on a kind of bonehead mistake in a way? And I think that that's kind of the, the introspective and the, 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 that look way back in time. Would all history have been the same for him? Um, you know, for me, would it have been the same? Uh, probably, probably not. You know, and that's what I was trying to get at there is that it's it's pretty amazing how that one moment in time, how that one line, you know, kind of defines things in a, you know, in a Marty McFly back to the future sort of way. You know what I mean? You, you, you don't think about it, but it, it's kind of cool. And, and when you do read the book, and this is one of the things I want to also mention to you, you guys have so many fun pop culture references in the book. It just makes it such a fun, you know, quick read. Um, it really kind of resonates with the time, you know, 1996. Uh, it, it just, you guys did a fantastic job. And I think about the book, and, you know, you talked about COVID and having the pause of the pandemic in order to try to complete that project. But you have a lot of things going on right now. So put being an author, put that aside. Right. Tell me about some of the other things that you have going on leading up to, of course, next week and the PGA coaching channel. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you mentioned broadcasting with PGA Tour Live. I think, my, you know, my main my main role really uh, is with the, as the founder of the Silver Club Golfing Society. It's a competitive offshoot of the bigger entity of the Outpost Club that's been around for many years. Our Silver Club has been, we're in our third year now, and it's for competitive amateurs, single-digit handicaps, and we set up great events all over the country at you know, great private clubs and resorts at, all over the place. And that's my main role. And, uh, and then I, I supplement that in there with, uh, PGA Tour Live and and uh, uh, getting in with Golf Channel a little bit and I've I, seen I, you on I, Golf Week, right? 
as golf, yeah, golf week director of instruction. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I like to keep the game out there. I want to spread the word of the game. I think that that's, that's the main, uh, reason of why this book has happened because I, I want the future generations of the game to really understand that this is this is why golf is great and this is how we play the game I mean I I kind of shudder to think if I was a 10 year old and I watched you know uh, let's bring up Patrick Reed because he's a topic that everybody talks about uh, if, if I'm a 10 year old and, and when I watch Patrick Reed at the farmer's insurance out in San Diego this year do what he did and you know bend the rules and whatnot if I'm a 10-year-old, like, maybe I think that that's the way you play the game. And, and for me, I, I kind of want to defend golf a little bit more than that. I think that that's really the, the reason of why I'm, I'm in the game because that, you know, that's the, the special part of, of the game of golf. Well, I think you you truly are a special part of the game of golf because as a PGA professional, which I am also, you know, we, we are here to uphold the standards and continue to be ambassadors and promote the game, market the game. But the game is evolving and the book kind of encapsulates that when you look at it and you read it because there's so many entertainment ties with what happened in your experiences on the golf course. And now I look forward to next week, and you're going to be down there at the 103rd PGA Championship on Kiwa Island, where they're playing it at the Ocean Course. And you are now, as a PGA professional, you're not at a you're not at a golf course, you're not at a practice range, you you're not you know working for TaylorMade um, as a sales rep. You are doing something really cool. You're going to be hosting a coaching channel as part of a major championship. Can you break down what that's all about? It is. It's going to be very cool. It's actually been something that's been a couple of years in the works. We wanted to do this at Harding Park uh, early in 2020, and uh, COVID really prevented all that from happening, and we didn't do it in the fall when the PGA was played there. So, yeah, we've been thinking about this for a while, and, and it's going to be very cool. We've got a, a great studio, uh, outdoor studio set up on the range. We're going to basically bring the viewer and, and connect them to the PGA coaches that are working with all the players in the event. Um, and then just, you know, talking about the whole PGA coach platform and, and having so people can connect with local coaches in their area uh, to, to learn the game and, and be, get, you know, become more passionate about the game from all these great PGA coaches that are out there. But I think what's really cool is that, you know, we're going to get to interview the great coaches of the game, uh, you know, from the Cameron McCormick's who with Jordan Speed to Rick Sessinghouse and Colin Morikawa. And, you know, we're going to get inside their brains and see not only how they prepare for the event, uh, we're going to be able to go out maybe in a practice round a little bit with these players uh, and really get and get behind the scenes and get to understand uh, the passion that the coach and the player really have and how it intersects. Well, one of the things I can't wait to do is to get more inside your brain, but we do have to take a quick sponsor break. So hold tight for just a second. Folks, for those of you listening, up next more with PGA Coach and author Steve Scott. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Players, we've always been at the forefront of social change. We all respect the decision, and we support her decision, more importantly. And Mike Golick Jr. We saw a Black Lives Matter shirt at a NASCAR race. You have finally opened the door to make a new group of people feel welcome at a racetrack. The new knows no limits. Janae Ogumike and Mike Golick Jr. are Janae and Golick Jr. Weekday afternoons at 4 on the new 920 ESPN. Today's interview is brought to you by our friends at B-Dratty. 
Bidratty is known for their irrationally comfortable Peruvian Pima cotton polos. But did you know they've branched into new categories? You must try like boxers, layers, button downs, and even performance fabrics with their Dratty Sport. The theme with all of their products is meticulous attention to detail. Details most companies choose to overlook. Be Dratty thoughtfully considers like our favorite Russell quarter zip where the front pouch is sewn into the garment and not topped on, allowing for a slimmer, less bulky fit. Shop the entire Be Dratty line at BeDratty.com and receive 25% off with our exclusive discount code KJS25. You got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Thanks for radio. I, I, I get a lot of that, too. As the Pro Show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the Pro Show. I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back to our conversation with Steve Scott. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. On this fantastic Friday afternoon with PGA coach Steve Scott. Steve, welcome back on the air. We were just talking about the PGA Coaching Live channel down there at the Ocean Course next week for the 103rd PGA Championship. And you know what? Actually, on a side, we're having fun with the music today. Do you have any idea what the theme is? You know, I've been trying to figure it out. I know you put a lot of thought into this, you and your, your team there. But, uh, you know, I, I can't figure it out. <laughs> All right. If you go back to the Billboard chart of August of 1996, these are the songs you'd be listening to. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know, they sound like they're from yesterday, but they're from 25 years ago. Anyway, just uh, just a, Very cool. a, a little pro show fun with you. But um, I, I really do want to get back into this coaching channel because this thing's Vanguard. It's never been done before. And I, I know that you have been in the planning of this, what you mentioned just a second ago, for a couple of years. What can the viewers expect, and and when is it going to be on exactly? Well, we've got uh, four different time slots. Uh, So it goes Tuesday to Friday. We've got four different time slots, um, uh, 8 to 9, 11 to 12, 2 to 3, and 5 to 6, I believe. And so we're going to be kind of staggered throughout the day, Tuesday and Wednesday. And then Thursday we'll be on from 7 to 9, kind of where everybody's prepping to head out to the course, and then from noon to 2 uh, as well. So we will be, uh, you know, out there getting getting involved in, in all the prep work that these players are going to have. And, and in between those gaps on Tuesday and Wednesday, we're going to have, um, you know, live feeds in on the range, and we'll actually you know, we'll have some commentary through that as well. So – Everybody can feel really tuned in. It'll be on PGA.com, you know, ESPN platforms, uh, uh, social media. We'll have a lot, to, a lot to say, kind of. But there's just going to be lots of cool little individual lessons, and uh, we're just going to connect with the, the PGA coaches out there. We'll be on the range. We've got uh, Melanie Collins and myself. Uh, she's been a, uh, a host of some shows on Golf Channel, and so uh, her and I will co-host. And then we've got uh, Joanna Coe. We've got. Uh, Rich Jones, we've got Joe Hallett, uh, we've got uh, Scott Walker is out there, um, Mark Blackburns. So we've got some great PGA coaches that are going to help help the, the viewer understand the game better and then connect the viewer and the coaches. And, you know, we're just going to throw a lot of questions out there and 
and help people learn this game and get get fired up about it. So some of those names like, you know, Mark Blackburn was the 2020 National PGA of America Teacher of the Year. So um, just like you, some of them are PGA members. They're men and women coaches like Joanna Coe. Uh, so they're going to be giving you feedback and then, you know, the listener can learn from what the professionals are doing. Is that kind of like, you know, the transfer of information and how the breakdown, you know, the flow of yeah, content? It, it'll, it'll be a pretty open sort of form, really. But we'll, we will have, um, you know, I'll do some swing breakdowns. I'm, we'll have a really cool telestrator with some slow-mo video, um, you know, maybe seeing why Rory is doing uh, – you know, is getting back into the winner's circle and what he's doing with his game. Um, but, yeah, it's really will be, you know, the, our, our, the coaches that I mentioned there will be out of the range and really just connecting the viewer and, you know, throwing questions to all these great other coaches that we happen to get interviewed. And, uh, and uh, so, yeah, we'll do some, some, you know, swing breakdowns. We'll do some quick little, you know, two-minute two lessons, uh, you know, from each of our individual coaches and, It'll be pretty neat. We'll have a lot of a lot of great content for people to learn all parts of the game, putting all the way through driving and course management and all that sort of stuff. So it's it's kind of a a can't miss sort of uh, must watch TV, I guess. <laughs> There's no doubt about that because it's never been done before, and I think it's pretty cool. You you got to have a big smile on your face thinking about. And folks, if you're thinking about who has that smile on their face, it's Steve Scott that's joining us today, PGA professional, and he's going to be the host of that PGA Coaching Live channel next week. Where will we find that? Where can you stream that from? That'll be on PGA.com. It'll be on uh, ESPN Plus platforms. Uh, it'll be you'll see it through all social media as well. There'll be a lot of you know through the PGA of America. You will find a, a lot of great content but uh lots of places to see it for sure and yeah th this is going to be the start of, you know maybe this will be the start of, of something that's a consistent uh, thing throughout pga championships going on in the future but i think it'll be a great way to to help people learn the game and get passionate about it in that live arena where everybody's prepping for the pga championship and we'll connect you with those you know our team of 20 as well uh, of the pga professionals who, who, qual who uh, earned a berth here through the PGA Professional Championship just a few weeks ago, uh, the likes of Rob LeBritz, Ben Pollan, um, Omar Uresti, the champion. There's lots of great players that have been, uh, been involved, uh, that will be involved in this PGA Championship from the PGA Professional side as well. It's going to be cool to connect in that fashion. And folks, we have Steve Scott here this afternoon, and he's going to do just one more little thing with us, hopefully, if I can get his permission. And that's just a little rapid-fire Q&A, but we're going to, you've been on the show before, so we can't just have a standard rapid-fire with you. We, we're going to have to do something special. So we're going to ask you a couple PGA coaching questions and get your perspective. You up for this? Uh, all right, let it rip. All right. Your favorite type of lesson to teach? Favorite type of lesson? I it's got to be an on-course sort of course strategy lesson. I think people put too much stock in the, the 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 makeup of the golf swing, and they forget how to use that golf swing to their benefit on the course. The thing that impresses you the most about modern players? Uh, just the 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 physical makeup, the, the speed that they really create. I think it's so vastly superior to what the previous generations of golfers including myself uh, i'll put myself in that category uh, they just they just create so much speed and unwind their hips and uh, they've got all that physical part dialed in so perfectly one player in the field you would love to coach 
Oh man, uh, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, they all have great coaches inside of them, but I, I mean, I think Rory McIlroy would be a would be a great guy to to be around and just. Uh, I don't know if I'd coach him as much as he would coach me, but uh, these guys have so much great knowledge. But I'd say Rory would be really good. If you were preparing for the ocean course, what would you practice most? Probably a wind shot. I think it's going to be very windy out there. Um, you know, just learning where to where to miss it, really. I think there's so much strategies. Pete Dye layout, so you're, you're going to have to uh, – there's a lot of hard edges uh, that uh, we, we came to know over the years from the – the Ryder Cup and whatnot. So, you know, one little miss, one foot or another can mean, can mean disaster or it can mean, uh, you know, the, the, the hands on the Wanamaker Trophy at the end of the week. One coach on the range you'd like to have dinner with? Mm. I, I would say Cameron McCormick to see how, how consistent he was and what he did with Jordan Spieth and kind of in the lull that they've had and now the, the, back, uh, the rise back up to the PGA Tour winner this year. Who wins next week? Uh, yeah, I think Rory's looking very, very strong. Um, I, you know, having great success there. Obviously, in 2012, couldn't have couldn't hurt his his confidence, and obviously coming off of a victory at Quail Hollow, um, I think he's going to be strong. I think Dustin Johnson's going to be strong. I mean, it's a big golf course, so you have to favor the long ball for sure. Describe being a PGA professional in one word. I think that that, that is it's to help people with the game, to help them understand and get better and watch their smile when they hit that one shot that keeps them coming back. I think that that's, that's the thing that really uh, it's very, very gratifying. You know, I think about that, you know, just as a side, we got a couple of minutes here, but I, I think back to in the book, when you talked about when you were in eighth grade and you had to move to Arkansas and you connected with the game and you were at such a young age, so eighth grade's like 13, 14 years old, right? You know, what does the game of golf truly mean to you, Steve? Oh, it's, it's absolutely everything. It was my best friend when I didn't have any friends. It, it, uh, you know, it was, it was that moment that golf was there for me. And, you know, and then you go to that 34th hole of our U.S. Amateur match and I guess I was there for the game. Um, it, it just, I, I paid it back in a way and, and paid it forward. Uh, I think that that's, that's probably what it means to me. I, I love paying this game forward. I love being a part of, of, of youth. I've got, uh, I've got two kids of my own and my wife and I, and, and it's, just, uh, it's just been a tremendous thing to teach and, and pass on and all of the, the, the greatness of this game. Um, I think that that's, that's the, the, most, uh, the, the most fulfilling part of it. You are no doubt a golf leader, and you're a tremendous ambassador. And I think about the different things that you do as the head golf professional for the Outpost Club and for the Silver Club and being on PGA Tour Live. You live, eat, and breathe golf. But in a modern sense, you know, it's 2021. When you talk about what you do in the golf industry, um, how, do you, how do you present your career because i mean it it kind of developed traditionally but then it pivoted you know it's really interesting to me and and i think about it because you and i we don't stand on the front stoop of a pro shop every day right but yet we are significant in growing the game you know when you tell people about how you ended up where you are in your career what's that story like wow it's a, a lot of twists and turns uh 
But I think there's one guiding light. It's the game of golf. I always wanted to be around this game. Uh, you know, had I blown that U.S. Amateur match and shot, you know, 80 in the second 18, we may not be having this conversation. But, um, but the, the game of golf has been so near and dear to me and has given me absolutely everything. And I, I couldn't imagine not being in the game and, and passing that along. And then, and then in turn, what I'm doing now connecting we, we just had a great a great talk the other night uh in new york at an event i was running and the great david marr of the you know the david marr uh, legacy uh came and and spoke spoke to our group and passed on some great stories about nicholas and palmer and and all sorts of things and so it, it connected the players in our society to the game even deeper and so i, I think that's the coolest thing you know using the connections and the, the people that i know in the business to, to connect those people who maybe haven't heard all these stories before and, and really to just have people understand and appreciate the game on a much deeper level. While I'm thinking of it, the book, how do we get a hold of it? Is it Amazon? Do you have a website? What do you got? Yeah, you can, you, you can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It will be in the bookstores uh, shortly, June 1st, officially. Uh, but you can get it and pre-order it right now. I will personally sign it on my website, movethatback.com and uh check it out you can just tell me who you want me to sign it to and we'll we'll send it out to you with a cool ball marker as well uh, reminding you to honor the game and uh that so yeah move that back.com hop on there and uh, pre-order well you know what you being with us this afternoon here on the pro show has increased my appreciation of all that you do in keeping golf cool current contemporary all these fantastic you know aspects of of your presentation of what goes on in the golf world. You know, I, I appreciate you as a friend, you know, I, for your story, I'm happy to be a narrator, my friend, you are tremendous. Keep doing what you're doing. All right. Thanks Keith. Really appreciate you having me on. Hey there, Wade Weezer. Hi. How awesome is that guy? He, uh, he's a part of history. Oh man. He is a Renaissance pro and, uh, it's so great to have him on this afternoon. And you know what? Today's interview was brought to you by B Dratty. Let me tell you about my favorite B Dratty item. It's the Chadwick button-down, right? It's, it's got built-in memory collar stay. It's snappy, wrinkle, resistant fabric, and it's super lightweight for those warmer days of the summertime when you got to wear a button-down. You know, since I'm not standing on the porch of that pro shop anymore, I, I need a button-down that's not going to be too warm. So for there's no doubt that I'm going to be wearing some Chadwicks this summer. Nice little gingham print You're on there. You're looking good, by the way. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm feeling good. And you don't look too warm. You know what? You can snag the Chadwick button down yourself with 25% off at bdratty.com with the code KJS25, exclusive to all my listeners. Well, we know what's coming next, folks, as we fast approach 4 p.m. So thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We'll be back to wrap up today's show with the weekly update. We've always been at the forefront of social change. We all respect the decision, and we support her decision, more importantly. And Mike Golick Jr. We saw a Black Lives Matter shirt at a NASCAR race. You have finally opened the door to make a new group of people feel welcome at a racetrack. The new knows no limits. Janae Ogumike and Mike Golick Jr. are Janae and Golick Jr. Weekday afternoons at 4 on the new 920 ESPN. Hey, golf and sports fans. Monkey Knife Fight lets you play golf contests for money with your favorite players for the whole tournament or single round. 
Monkey Knife Fight makes it easy to win with no sharks or complicated salary caps. Sign up to play now and get 100% instant deposit match up to 50 bucks, plus a free $5 game just for trying Monkey Knife Fight out. Yep, you heard me right. A free $5 game just for trying Monkey Knife Fight. That's monkeyknifefight.com. Daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You know me as the director of fun. You're listening to ESPN 920. You know you can't beat our Friday vibe. So subscribe to our show. Share it with a friend. You know it'll be posted later tonight. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Volume weight. tell you when I listen to that song there and I know what you've been up to today because you told me about it in the first break but 25 years ago mm. all, stop of these, saying that. all of these songs stop saying 25 years <laughs> well you know what forget 25 years ago let's talk about today are you looking to hit the high draw well check the low fade check bump and run out of the sand or flop shot check check and check no matter what shot you need to pull off, there's one ball that's better for them all. That's the all-new TP5 and TP5X from TaylorMade. With a newly redesigned dimple pattern that decreases drag and increases lift, it's the number one ball in golf, no matter the shot. So whether you need to hit over the trees, under, or even through them, hit TP5 and TP5X, the one ball designed to handle it all. For a find a ball fitting near you, head to TaylorMadeGolf.com. Yet another story of redemption. Yes, that's right. Sunday morning, early for us, but the Honda LPGA Thailand, Arya Jutanagarn, she's 25 years old, was again a winner. And for the first time in over a thousand days, she held a trophy. And, you know, time goes quickly. And when you're a professional golfer and you're the world's number one, and just like that, now she's ranked 33rd in the world and, you know, nearly three moves Three years removed from the winner's circle, there were a lot of doubts in her mind, but her flawless 9-under par 63 on Sunday got the job done for her 11th LPGA title. Afterwards, in a message to the Thai kids, and this is cool because she was in Thailand and she's from Thailand, Wow! right? So was to anyone fortunate enough to hear this these motivating words she offered a lot of encouragement and perseverance to the kids and all the you know the fans there in attendance attendance and you know what very very cool honestly you know if we keep this pace up on the redemption road this year here in 2021 i think tiger will be walking and winning by the fall (laughs) he might be like half a terminator but he'll be doing it yeah (laughs) higo is huge garrick higo wins the Canary Islands Championship on the European Tour by six after shooting. Get these scores, ready? 66, 63, 64, 64. He was 27 under, wins by, again, by six, right? Now, he's 21 years old. This is his second win in three events. You know, pardon, in between, he had a tied for eighth, 
right? Yeah. But three weeks ago, he won the Grand Canaria Lopesan Open by three shots with 65, 64, 63, 63. 13 of his last 14 tournament rounds have been in the 60s. Wow. This kid's unbelievable. He's now ranked 51st in the world rankings. His next tournament is the PGA Championship, which we've discussed a lot today. So I can't wait to see this kid again. You know what? I remember watching him play because he participated in the 2017 Junior President's Cup at Plainfield Country Club when the President's Cup was here at Liberty National back then in 17. So I saw him there, and I can't wait to check him out again at the PGA Championship. One Wild Walker Cup. Hey, Wade, watch the raw bar, my friend. Okay. All right, okay. listen to yeah. this story. So congratulations to the United States Walker Cup team for winning the biennial match this past weekend, 14-12, to 12, and keeping the cup for the third straight match. The USGA and RNA were fantastic hosts, along with the members and staff of Seminole Golf Club. But believe it or not, the toughest opponent for either team wasn't the golf or the golf course. A virus, a stomach virus, ripped through both teams, causing them to bring in their alternates to play in some of the matches. Now, the only reason the alternates were there was because of COVID concerns, right? (laughs) But they they actually ended up using the alternates because like 80% of the guys that were there on both teams got sick, you know? So congratulations again to the U.S. side. And it seems for at least this time, their opponent wasn't as much the GB&I as it was their G&I. Spieth, Spieth was sick too. ESPN's Bob Herrig reports that Spieth, who won the Valero Texas Open on April 2nd for his first PGA Tour victory in three-plus years, said he came down with a virus roughly 10 days after the Masters. He said, nobody was around after I got it. He you know, he sat out, did all the things he needed to do. Uh, it was the Wednesday of New Orleans week, and he started to get these symptoms. They lasted for a couple days. He had the flu, didn't feel very good. He started to get back to full strength after about a week, and he began his routine. He said, "It's you know, he's been into his routine for about a week and a half now. He said, I, he goes, I've been acting as if it never happened. Spieth said in the press room this week down there in Texas, he goes, I've, I've gone about my normal routine, and I'm getting ready for the next major championship. And uh, here's another case, Wade, on tour, which is interesting. So I looked into this. And, you know, it seems like many players haven't gotten vaccinated because there's some writing about this is that they don't know where they're going to be in three to four weeks for the second shot, for the second shot. Right. And, um, you know, so I started thinking about that and I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they're going to be on tour. Right. Which is posted online. Maybe they can get uh, the single shot version. No. Where am I going to be? Yeah, you're going to be on tour. PGATour.com. Look up the schedule. <laughs> Look up your own schedule. Yeah, it's great. All right, this That's is funny. a huge story. Crazy, crazy story this week. And uh, it's not about professional golf. It is about the women playing in the NCAA championship. All right, so reported by Brentley Romine first. And Bethany Nichols is involved in this. A lot of people, Golf Channel, Golf Week. Um, hat tip to all of them. On the steps of the clubhouse of the University Club at Baton Rouge, Louisiana, shortly after 1 p.m. Eastern time, right, this was on two Wednesday, um, committee representative Brad Hulbert delivered a message that nobody wanted to hear. He said, this is one of the most gut-wrenching decisions and announcements that I've ever been a part of. Uh, Hulbert uh, said his video posted on Twitter, even though the course is playable, it's not playable at a championship level. Again, heart-wrenching, but we're going to cancel the regionals. The top seven seeded teams move on. Everyone else that was invited, you can go home. Wow. Not good. No. And uh, not in the world of social media. That was because of weather? Because of the rain? Well, they had seven inches of yeah, rain. Yeah, no, I know that. Yeah, yeah seven inches of rain, right? 
seven inches. Wide. And, you know, Bethany Nichols was saying that, you know, yes, the course might have been played at like a par 67 or 68 instead of 72. Maybe they could only play 36 holes or 18 holes. But, you know, let the kids play. Yeah. I mean, you know? I mean it's, it's the same for everyone. And so here we go. Right. I don't get this one. And, you know, and, and I don't have all the information in front of me. I don't know what the seven inches of rain was like, but that's not the only golf course down there. Right. right. And, you know, I'm pretty sure. You know, the, the big thing that they're claiming, the NCAA, is that, well, there's a rule that you have to have regionals in order to get into the finals of the NCAA tournament for the women's or the men's side. They have to be ha they had to happen by this past Wednesday. Well, let me ask you a question, NCAA. In the year of COVID, right. have we changed anything? <laughs> like what? This is like a hard, fast rule now. We've learned to be flexible, I think, last two years. I mean, I mean, come on. And this Obviously, is seven inches of rain. This is not this is not nothing about this is normal. Now, to prove a point, Barstool. The guys over at Foreplay, Riggs and and Frankie and all those guys, they went and staged their own video, and they mocked the video from you know the NCAA the people right on the steps of this clubhouse of, of their own clubhouse, and they went and they now kudos to them they went and invited all the teams that got cut, and said we're going to host a, an awesome tournament for you, and if the NCAA will let us do it. So be it. So they announced that yesterday. Right. Right. So how about that? You now you have Barstool running <laughs> collegiate tournaments, right? The right way. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. And then as of this morning, I looked and, you know, on, on Riggs's blog there on Twitter, and he's still waiting for the NCAA to confirm that it's okay that Barstool is allowed to run this tournament for them because they don't want to, uh -huh. you know, any of the underclassmen, they don't want to, you know, give Get them a trouble, gift or sure. anything. Yeah, they don't, they don't want to break any other NCAA restrictions. I mean, this story has more to come, but if you haven't paying attention to it, jump on it. Um, kudos to the people at Barstool. Thanks to Beth Ann Nichols and Brentley Romine for, for keeping this story relevant. And um, I wish the very best to everyone involved in order to make sure that this thing goes forward and, you know, we, we learn from this at least in future years to come there, Absolutely. NCAA. The Bryson story jumping back and forth. So Cameron Morfitt of the PGA Tour.com. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, he's going to be number one in the FedEx Cup because he shot 68-68 last weekend at Wells Fargo in Charlotte. But after posting a three over 74 on Friday and he was two over for the tournament, he thought he, did, he didn't make the cut on Friday. So he hopped on his jet. He went oh. back to Dallas. <laughs> no. He goes home to <laughs> Dallas and he figures out, oh, no, wait, I made the cut on the number. I got to go back. I have an 8.10 a.m. tee time on Saturday morning. And he comes back and he shoots 68. He said, I'm super tired. He flew out at like 3 a.m. in the morning to get to Charlotte. Um, you know, we re we knew all of this because he posted a picture in his home gym. He's like, hey, I had to go home for a workout, right? You know, and he was poking fun at himself. And, um, you know, I, I don't Dude. know. I, I guess that's just a joke. But, you know, in, in a related story, I heard that the supermarkets near Quail Hollow were out of protein shakes. That'll and, do it. Uh, and he went home to grab a couple, <laughs> you know. Thank goodness this week's events in Dallas, which is just 30 minutes from his home, because after all, we need to we need to conserve some gas. Absolutely. We, we got we to conserve some gas these days. <laughs> all right. Speaking of jumping, one more here before we jump out of here. Oh, I know the, what you're going to say. A BBC report, world number one Dustin Johnson has pulled out of this week's AT&T Byron Nelson tournament with a knee injury a week before the PGA Championship. Now, he's world number one. He's 36 years old. He did have knee surgery about two years ago. He said he was feeling some discomfort. And uh, he goes, I occasionally experience this from time to time. And he thought he should just take a break with his he had a consultant with his team and his trainers. And it looks like he put a lot of thought into this and he wanted to rehab properly because a major championship's coming next week. Sure. And, you know, it's probably not related, but the folks here at the Pro Show, we do follow those social channels. And, uh, you know, Wade, did you happen to catch this past weekend the social media post by his fiance, Paulina, 
Um, I might follow her. It's not not because of her looks or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, right. Nothing so, with that. but it, but if any of you missed it, uh, the world number one was seen doing backflips off the roof of a boat into water. You know, it looks safe. It, yeah. it just backflips off of a boat. What could happen? Right. Sure. You know. So I, I'm sure the knee is fine. But I, and this is just precautionary this week. Sorry, there, AT&T Byron Nelson. You don't get the number one player in the world, but. Um, if you had a boat there in one of your lakes, maybe he'd jump off the back of it. Maybe. 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 Maybe, maybe. shouldn't. Folks, that is your Pro Show update for the week ending May 14th, 2021. Thanks so much to my sponsors, TaylorMade Golf, the New Jersey Golf Foundation, of course, Summit Golf Brands. Next week on the Pro Show, we are going to be talking to Patrick Rada, who is a participant in the PGA Championship and a club pro down in Florida. Wade Weezer, thanks for everything on the board. Most importantly, you know I love my listeners. So for them, I have a brief thought about staying in the present. You don't need permission to pay attention to what's going on around you. Allow yourself to notice things, and before you know it, you'll appreciate the moment rather than always feeling like the world is constantly passing you by. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is... The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the team next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.